You have found Behind the Lines, part of the Lines Podcast Network. My name is Steven Andres, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. The NFL regular season is over. It is playoff time. In this episode, we are going to look back at the final week of the regular season, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to wildcard weekend, the opening lines, the early week lines at BetMGM. We will reset Super Bowl futures to give you an idea of where the book sees liability, where the book sees the toughest and best teams going into this postseason. But first, Christian... It's not Monday night football in the NFL, but we do have Monday night football, the college football national championship game, my friend. We're not quite done with this long weekend of football yet. Yeah, no, perfect. Now, uh, after a nice Sunday football, we get the national championship. So, yeah, great, great few days here for football. Yeah, let's talk about that just real briefly here before we get into the NFL wildcard weekend. TCU, the number three team in the college football playoff against Georgia. This one at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, so a neutral field. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys have this as a 13-point spread, Georgia the favorite, which would be the biggest spread in college football national championship game history. Yep, that, that's where we're sitting right now. Yeah, we are at uh, TCU plus 13, which is which is kind of just crazy to say for a national championship game. And a total of 63 and a half. So where are we uh, looking right now? If you look at the handle on both sides here, this number hasn't moved a ton. It's basically been between 12 and a half and 13 and a half the entire time here. So um, maybe some of the handle has been bet at different numbers, but we're basically around the same number here. So I'm curious to see where the handle is for you guys on this game in terms of the spread. Yeah. So on the spread, we're, we're slightly favored to Georgia, but not by a lot. We're pretty about 60 40 and then on the money line we're actually a little bit more uh we're about 55 percent on tcu and then once we add in the futures um the book is very much rooting for georgia we have you know a, a lot of liability on tcu just judging from you know they started the season at 200 to one and then you know obviously now all the way into the national title so when a team does that it usually means there's a lot of liability uh for the book so and then also them being 13 point underdogs here that that leaves a, a pretty juicy money line so which people are taking so we are very very much rooting for georgia yeah plus 375 on the money line for tcu here i mean i can't imagine you guys had a ton of people lining up to bet tcu to win the national title at the beginning of the year when they were a preseason unranked team but in my experience though when you have one of these upstart teams that continue to make a run even if you adjust the number you're still getting really juicy numbers here. I mean, I, if I, I don't know, so I'm going to ask you, but I imagine some of the, the biggest liabilities you have on TCU to win the national title are numbers like at 50 to one or higher still. Yeah. Middle yeah of the for, season. for sure. It's, and it's a lot of, sometimes it can be just like a lot smaller ish bets that we're just peppering it at 200 to one. And that really does start to build, build up the liability because, you know, just a little bet there is to win thousands and, you know, they add up, especially throughout the season goes uh, as TCU was just, kept winning and kept winning. We kept getting little bets here and there, and they definitely really add up over time. 
should be fun to see. Hopefully we have an entertaining one, despite the fact that the spread's calling for a 13-point game here. So it should be fun. Uh, everybody loves an underdog except for Bet MGM on this night. That is for sure. All right, let's switch gears here. Let's talk NFL wildcard weekend here. Before we get into the opening lines at Bet MGM for the six games, let's look at the final week of the regular season, Christian. It was a pretty entertaining final week of the year. I can't imagine how boring it would have been if it was the old six teams make it in each conference and all the seven seed scenarios would not have even mattered. So um, what overall public win or public loss for the book in week 18? Public loss, uh, but not not like a huge, huge one. There was a couple that went their way. Um, we had a couple games also that just almost took – I was shocked by how little interest we had, how little handle we had on a few of those games. Um, hmm. By far the lowest of the year and the lowest in the last few years. Uh, Texans, Colts, no one was interested. Panthers, Saints, no one was interested. So we didn't take much money on those games. I, I – that Texans Colts game is going to be one I remember for a long time for all the wrong reasons, right? I mean, that yeah, was that was awesome. Very entertaining, yeah. <laughs> so more than sixty points and six turnovers and yeah. a franchise that may have just set themselves back another decade not getting the number one pick. So we'll see how it plays out in the long run here. But uh, what were some of the biggest public wins since it wasn't a huge bath for the public this week? Uh, the Bills Patriots game that was one for sure. We. We were looking at it uh, going into Sunday. We knew if the Bills covered, that was going to be a bad one for us. So that was definitely by far the worst one of the weekend. Uh, Bears-Vikings wasn't wasn't good for us either. Um, and then Bengals-Ravens uh, wasn't great, but not too terrible, but but not good either. The Bills are a team I'm trying to figure out going into the postseason. I'm going to give them a pass for their offense last week after admittedly probably the most – unusual week of practice they've had to deal with physically or emotionally on the season and maybe ever will so uh the benefit of two kick return touchdowns in that game for the buffalo bills i think most people would still have them rated as uh in the same tier as the kansas city chiefs if not above them uh they do finish with 5.6 yards per play in that game against the patriots which was 0.3 better than new england but um, a lot of that came in the fourth quarter and late in the game. There was a while there where the, the Bills were struggling in the first half to get above five yards per play in this one. So they get the job done in the end, though, and we'll see how they do here in the playoffs. Uh, how about the flip side here, Christian? What were some of the biggest public losses in Week 18? Uh, yeah, Sunday night was a, a good one for us. We had a lot of Packers money, so Lions with that upset yeah. was was big. And then uh, the Commanders uh, just trashing the Cowboys there was was another one that we weren't writing very many commanders bets on a lot of people uh, had faith in Sam Howell. So those are the two biggest Cowboys are a team are going to be a team. We talk about here shortly when we talk about the playoffs, because I can't help but think this is another regular season uh, team that has piled up a lot of wins that do not look like themselves at the most important time of the year. We'll talk about them in just a minute here, but um, yeah, let's transition here to the NFL wildcard weekend, Christian, the opening lines over at Bet MGM. Uh, we have three days of football with the quote unquote super wildcard weekend. If you choose to call it that, whatever, sure, NFL, whatever you say. But uh, Saturday, Sunday and a Monday night football game here for the postseason to start things off. And we begin on Saturday with the 4.30 p.m. afternoon game between the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers, the 2-7 in the NFC. 
Yeah, uh, Seahawks at 49ers. Uh, we've gone a little bit back and forth, but right now we're sitting at 49ers minus 10 uh, with a 42.5 point total. I'm going to get on my soapbox here a little bit because I see a ton of people on social media and sports betting social media. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll do the hashtag Vegas nose or a trap line here and there. And those things don't exist, people. OK, one of Christian's competitors opened San Francisco as a six and a half point favorite in this game late Sunday night. They didn't know squat because in less than 20 minutes, that line got bet all the way out to nine and a half. I've never seen an NFL playoff game move three points in less than 20 minutes off the opener. It was a dumb line. It was a foolish line that should have never been posted. The 49ers and home field against this team are never less than a touchdown, and it got bet out even more to 10. So when you see people say Vegas knows, it's nonsense. <laughs> betters know. That's the truth. Professional betters know, and their money indicates their opinion, and it was a hard opinion that the 49ers should be closer to a 10-point favorite here in this one. So uh, Christian just had to yeah, put no. that out there because yeah, I'm tired no. of the people saying trap line, <laughs> rig line, Vegas knows. You know what I mean, man? Yeah, no, I mean, that's spot on. A lot of the ways that we react to, to bets is off money and off sharp money. And people that have, you know, over time showed us that they are usually on the right side of things. So, uh, yeah, it is a lot of times and majority of the time off the off the better. Yeah. Vegas absolutely did not know if they're putting up Niners minus six and a half. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on here to the Saturday night game, which to me is the most entertaining game of the weekend. Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert in both of their playoff debuts in the NFL. This one at 815 p.m. Eastern time kickoff in Jacksonville. Jags the four seed, Chargers the five seed on the road here, opening odds at BetMGM. Yeah, it should, should be a good one. This one's the closest one to a 50-50 game that we have. Um, yeah. We have the Chargers at a slight favorite, minus one and a half, but on the money line, they're minus uh, 125, so it, it's close. Uh, net total is 47 and a half. Yeah, I think this is one that I'd be interested to tease Jacksonville up through the three and the seven. The problem is I'm tra having trouble deciding on a dance partner here. So I, I keep an eye out this week in our Discord. You can go to lines.com, top right-hand corner of the homepage, hit the Discord button. If I fire off a teaser bet here, Wildcard Weekend, that's the best way to find out about it. You go into the roll server, click on the emojis, and you'll get a push notification immediately after I, I file that bet in. Um, I want to. Because Doug Peterson, I think, has done a masterful job with this team. I think Brandon Staley has gone from people thinking he's one of the sharpest coaches in the NFL to maybe one of the least sharp. I don't know what the hell he was doing with his starters in the game for as long as they were. Mike Williams, their top wide receiver, who they paid more close to $20 million a year to have, I think maybe more than that leaves the game with back spasms, needs, needs assistance getting on the team bus. What are you doing? This game meant absolutely nothing to you. And now you might have one of your best weapons banged up going into this game. So uh, it might be a teaser leg for me on the Jags. We're at one and a half now. I'm kind of hoping this goes back to two. We'll see. And the reason I say that is because when you're dealing with Doug Peterson, if for whatever reason the Jags were to get down 14 points in this game, and Peterson scores a touchdown, you know he's going for two, down 14. And that could be a situation where it's a big difference between having seven and a half 
eight or eight and a half on the teaser leg. So keep that in mind with the Jags and Doug Peterson here. Don't go just running to bet the seven and a half. I think the two there to get it up to eight is important when we're dealing with this particular head coach. All right, Christian, triple header on Sunday. And we begin with the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Go ahead and run through all three of these games. Yeah, Dolphins at Bills. Bills are 11 point favorites here. Totals 44. Giants at the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are three point favorites. Total 47 and a half. And last one is Ravens Bengals on Sunday night. Bengals are six and a half point favorites. Total 43 and a half. That Bengals lineup in particular, I want to ask you about because Lamar Jackson hasn't even returned to practice yet. I think if he does practice on Wednesday, this line probably moves towards the Ravens. Is this an in-between line for you guys? What, what's How are you guys gauging this line based on what's going on with Lamar Jackson? It's a little bit of an in-between line, but it does kind of tell that Lamar is, you know, maybe not playing here, or at least, you know, we need to see a little bit more because uh, it's definitely skewed a bit to the, to the Bengals here. Um, but it's another one where we're kind of waiting, waiting and see. We kind of have lower limits here. But yeah, obviously Lamar is going to shift it way back towards the Ravens. If you guys think Lamar Jackson matters for what it's worth, ESPN did put out an article yesterday saying that there's quote unquote, a strong chance Lamar Jackson returns for the postseason. I'm not sure how much that matters, but Christian, if you just said that this line is skewed more towards Lamar not playing and, and people want to capitalize on that and maybe get a good number here on the Ravens at plus six and a half, if he does play, this is what four and a half four yeah probably something like that yep yep yeah so if if you want to back the ravens and think closing line value matters here then and lamar plays you're going to get good clv but uh personally i'm of the opinion that i think the ravens are sunk regardless of if lamar plays especially against this opponent uh i think the bengals are one of the most difficult teams to defend in the nfl with all of the weapons they have at wide receiver and at running back, and obviously Joe Burrow is a fantastic young quarterback. So um, I will actually be looking for the best price on some exactas for Cincinnati in the Super Bowl paired up with an NFC team. You can stay tuned to the Megapod this week to let you know where I fall on that. But I'll be shopping around here for some of those Super Bowl exactas to find an NFC team to pair up with the Cincinnati Bengals. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Monday night football wildcard weekend, Christian. This to me is the most interesting line of the entire weekend. Dallas, the five seed with 12 wins on the road against a below 500 team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Admittedly, they pulled all their starters in the second half against the Falcons, but um, 
I've said my piece on Twitter about division winners getting home playoff games, despite the fact that 11 of your 17 games are outside the division. But uh, two teams that I think are going in different directions here, both from a productivity standpoint and also health for Tampa Bay. So this is not the line I expected to see maybe this time last week when these two teams played this week. But uh, let us know where are we at here on the opener. Dallas is three point favorites here on the road and a 44 and a half point total. Now, truth serum, Christian, <laughs> if this game was played a week ago, two weeks ago, is this line Dallas minus three or is it more than that? It's probably more than that. Yeah. I mean, also judging by a lot of how the Bucks have been playing also. Yeah. I'd say it was probably more than that. It's definitely come in a bit here. And uh, you talk about uh, a, a under 500 team uh, here. I think I'm pretty sure that every time an under 500 team has made it to the playoffs and hosted a game, I'm pretty sure they have won. Yeah. I've seen that stat thrown around as well. They, at worst, they have a very strong uh, record overall. And the other factor here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mentioned health. There's a good chance they get their left tackle Donovan Smith back. There's a good chance that they get their center back uh, from IR. We'll see if that happens. Um, we'll see about Vita Vea on the defensive line. He didn't play week 18, but you, if he's in there with Akeem Hicks, Dallas is going to have a hard time running the ball. So it's probably a stay away for me at three. Um, but the Bucks have had a tendency over the past month here to get off to really slow starts. And my opinion is that has something to do with the offensive coaching staff just being terrible at scripting plays and burying their head in the sand and running the ball too much on early downs. And it's like, you know, wave a magic wand, they get behind and Tom Brady has to throw the ball a lot. And all of a sudden the Bucks offense looks good, right? Hey, what do you know? Let the greatest of all time orchestrate the offense and throw to some really good receivers. So I'm going to stay away here, but if the Cowboys get out to an early lead, and I get the Bucks at more than a field goal here. I'm going to be interested in betting that on the live line. But as far as my early week bet here, I put it in the Discord late Sunday night. It's a 49ers Bengals money line parlay. The the value is long gone. Sunday night at BetMGM Christian, we bet this. I think it was you know minus 125 at open, and like some of these wild card lines, they move very quickly. So now that's probably going to cost you like minus 165, minus 175. So the value's gone there, but minus keep an eye out. Now. Yeah, there you go, minus one eighty. So um, it's not just the spreads that move here; the money lines move very quickly too. And often the better see the value on a big favorite, right? Yeah, and, and we do see a lot of um, you know what you're talking about here. People just taking two, you know, as they see it, just locks to move on to the next round. And yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I think the Ravens and the Seahawks have big disadvantages here on both sides of the ball in this game. I, I like the, the Niners and the Bengals to maybe even get to the Super Bowl here. So let's talk about those Super Bowl futures as we wrap up, Christian. Uh, kind of reset things here going into wild card weekend. Uh, do you have Super Bowl futures up for you or uh, should I read them off here? Uh, yeah, I have them up. Um, just one second. I've lost it. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, we're still Chiefs are still the favorite at, at plus three fifty. Uh, then next after that, it's Bills and Eagles, 49ers in that kind of next tier. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, each at plus five hundred, four hundred, five fifty. Uh, and then we have the Bengals at plus seven fifty. Kind of, I guess, in that next tier with the Cowboys who are plus eleven hundred. 
Uh, and then we kind of have this tier of people that we don't really have a, a good good chance of, and that's Chargers, Bucks, Vikings, and then we get into Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Seahawks, Giants, who are the, the big long shots here. Yeah, Chargers to Ravens between 25 to 40 to 1, Jags and everybody else 50 to 1 or longer in the postseason. I don't see any value in in these long shots that are 25 to 1 or longer. I think the three teams at the top of the AFC are the cream of the crop with the Chiefs, Bills and Bengals. What's interesting to me though is two are well really two things I guess. Um the Chiefs have become the favorite now because they got the one seed, right? And they, uh, get correct, the playoff, yeah. they get the playoff by and have to play one fewer game, but potentially not home field in the AFC title game. So I guess it's because, you know, the Bills have been the favorite all along here. Now they're slightly behind, but I imagine the the Chiefs would have been an even bigger favorite here if they could have been guaranteed home field advantage in the AFC championship game, which is no longer the case. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So, uh, I mean, the buy is obviously pretty significant. You just don't have to play an extra game, um, on that neutral venue. Yeah. Now it, now it does shorten the two up, especially if it will be Bill's chiefs, which is a game that, you know, it's going to be pretty much a toss up anyway. So it would be interesting if it does happen. Uh, I'm interested to see what the line would be in that case. Uh, yeah. I, I think it would go slightly to the chiefs, but it'd probably be pretty close to a pick them. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, on the NFC side, also interesting to note that before the Eagles locked in home field advantage, the 49ers were actually your favorite at BetMGM to win the NFC. Now looking at Super Bowl futures, they're slightly behind. Eagles at plus 500, 49ers at plus 550. Again, because the Eagles have the bye and one fewer playoff game, even though the Niners are double-digit favorites in the wild card round. But I suspect here, Christian, that if these two teams were to play on a neutral field right now, you would have the 49ers as the favorite ahead of the Eagles. Yeah, they'd be in kind of a similar spot as like Bill's Chiefs on the other side, where I think the 49ers would probably be a slight favorite. But if they played on a neutral, yeah, 49ers just slightly. Uh, the Eagles just get the edge right now because, you know, they get to play the one last game and then they get the advantage of uh, home home field. All right, Christian, I didn't tell you we we're going to do this, but I'm putting you on the spot here. Your Super Bowl prediction at the start of the postseason. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bills over the Eagles here, which a little bit of a homer for me, but I do. Always, I think that one seed is is just so, uh, so important. I think it's 75% of the teams in the Super Bowl have had uh, a bye, some, some, something like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to be a little take the homer out. But realistically, as we're looking at it now, there's only there's probably only three teams from the AFC that will come out. And that's Bills, Chiefs or Bengals. And then from the NFC, it's more likely than not going to be the 49ers or the Eagles here. I had the Eagles as a slight edge before they had some of these injuries. And in particular, Lane Johnson scares me. He's going to need surgery after the season, but he's going to try to play through it in the playoffs with some type of core injury here. The only question I had about the 49ers was their quarterback. And Brock Purdy has passed that test with flying colors to the point where I would be shocked if after this week, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy enough to come back like was projected, that he would take the job back from Brock Purdy. They have to roll, roll with Purdy at this point. He's opened up the deep game in this offense, which was the only thing missing. They have the best defense. So my Super Bowl prediction is... 49ers against the Bengals 
And I think that's a coin flip Super Bowl and would be really, really good. But I think I would lean slightly to the Bengals over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Admittedly, though, San Francisco has the easier path. It is going to be a gauntlet for those three teams at the top in the AFC to get there. But it's going to be so fun to watch. So, yeah, for, for sure. They, you know, it, w- one of the Chiefs, Bills or Bengals coming out is good. It's going to be interesting. They'll have to play each other at some point, And I'm sure it'll be a great game with the Eagles 49ers too. you mentioned the Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson, Nick Bosa will probably if if those two teams do meet uh, in the NFC championship, that will probably be the, the X factor there is how healthy Lane is and and what can he do against Bosa because he's a monster. Too many people look at receivers and quarterbacks and not enough look at the trenches, right, Christian? That's yeah, a huge part yeah. of the handicapping. For sure, yeah. For sure. I love but it. Maybe the most important thing at, at times, yeah. All right, so Bills over Eagles for you, you said, yep. and Bengals over 49ers for me, which would break my heart because I'm a 49ers fan. <laughs> Just another heartbreaker for Kyle Shanahan if that happens. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching. As always, everything is free on thelines.com. Go over there if you're in the state of Ohio. Get the awesome new sign-up promo from BetMGM. You can go to lines.com slash Ohio. And if you're in any other legal betting state, don't have a BetMGM account right now, you can do the same at the uh, under the nav bar on thelines.com. Get the awesome sign-up bonus code from BetMGM. And uh, best of luck with your bets, not only with the national championship game Monday night in college football, but wild card weekend in the NFL. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Steven Andrus. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.